Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. So a lot of my folks that are in industries are telling me that the banks are done. They're gone. I am a Bitcoiner, but let me explain something to all you out there. Banks aren't going anywhere, right? The large banks, that is. We may lose some small banks, some medium-sized banks, but the large banking institutions aren't going anywhere because guess what? They run the country. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to all of our supporters, to everyone who supports any endeavor we got going on out there. A special shout out to all the students from By the Hood University, all of our members of MDC Strategy, and all the youth from the By the Hood Ownership Camp. I got my partner in Crown Core with me, Core. What's good, good brother? Man, everything is good, man. Every day above ground is a good day, so we're not going to complain about living. That's right. That's right. Listen, um, you know. Our new podcast format. I love this. This real uh, short blurbs. We get in and we get to, you know, chopping these fables. As Loda Lux would like to say, we got to chop these fables. Um, but we got an interesting topic today, right, which is really banking, right? And I'm going to pull this article up and read it for those listening on the audio. It's all good. You don't have to. You can, you can just hear me read the article. You know what I mean? Um, but if you did want to watch the video, you can click and watch the video. It's on YouTube as well as Facebook. Um, so make sure you subscribe to both uh, our YouTube channel and our Facebook page. But let's let's get right into it. Let's not even waste any time. Let's get into this topic because this is a a very interesting topic, and I'm gonna tell you why I believe so. So, the headline of this article says that bank earnings impress investors and leave analysts asking what crisis. Everybody knows what's been going on in the banking sector. Um, you know, with some of the uh, the, the, the smaller banks, you know, um, Silicon Valley Bank and whatnot. And we talked about that a couple pods ago, specifically about Silicon Valley Bank. All right, so let me read this article real quick. And by the way, this is from uh, Yahoo Finance. It says, banking crisis. What banking crisis? That was the message delivered by some of the largest U.S. lenders on Friday as they discussed their performance during one of the most challenging periods for the banking industry since 2008 in the financial crisis. So J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, and PNC all reported surging revenue and profits in the first quarter, even as regulators seized some regional lenders. And panic set across the financial system in March. Their top executives offered multiple assurances that the worst was over. Um, and it goes in some quotes from Jamie Dimon, as well as other bank executives. Um, some people still think there are challenges ahead, but they're trying to assure us that there's no challenges. Um, there's several reasons why I think this is an interesting topic. And, you know, let's get into it. Before, let me say one thing, Core, before I give you the, uh, the floor. All right. So a lot of my folks that are in, industries are telling me that the banks are done they're gone i am a bitcoiner but let me explain something to all you out there banks aren't going anywhere right the large banks that is we may lose some small banks some medium-sized banks but the large banking institutions aren't going anywhere because guess what they run the country if you think that we're moving towards a digital dollar and we're moving into a bitcoin standard or crypto standard guess who's going to own that the big banks they aren't going anywhere so Let's, let's just throw that off the table. Like, that's not part of the conversation because people keep coming to me with that. Banks are done. Corey, you know, like I know, when it comes to politics, 
when it comes to education, when it comes to food services, when it comes to the legal system, who runs all that? Banks. All right, so we got that established. Now, yeah, that's, 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 that's easy money. So what do you think about um, these large banks uh, surging at a time when people are scared about banking in general? What are your thoughts on that, Cor? Um, Well, the banks are surging, in my opinion, for two reasons. One, because they're, they're um, slowing down and um, could be stopping um, raising the interest rates, which means banks are going to boom. Um, because now banks can get more money on the streets um, because now they know that inflation is not going to keep rising at the same rate and that um, the Federal Reserve is not going to keep um, making a dollar stronger. And the other reason I think is because Bitcoin is surging and Bitcoin is 85% institutionally owned. Um <laughs> And when Bitcoin prices surge, banks' prices will probably surge in the future because all the banking institutions are getting into the Bitcoin game. So, so I think it's I think it's a combination of both of those things. The first thing I said being the bigger factor rather than the Bitcoin. But I think because um, we're going to be playing that 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 Bitcoin um, central banking dollar um, game very very soon um that every time bitcoin surges banks are going to surge also so i'm not sure about that yet um i have a whole different perspective it's not even that it's not even complicated it's actually less complicated than all that my opinion is this we started having these issues with the smaller banks and the medium-sized banks the svbs and the such um you know a couple months ago um the thing about money is it has to go somewhere if you look at all those big banks, the Wells Fargo, the JP Morgans, the PN, the bigger banks, all of oh, their all of their depositors went up. When people move their money from SVB and all this, where do they run to? They put them right in the big banks. <laughs> they it's put them really, in the, they yeah, put them in really, Bitcoin, they put them in the gold, and they put them in the big bank. Yeah, it's the kind money of really, moved. It's really <laughs> that simple because if you look at it, all of they have like more depositors now. And a lot of these accounts are huge accounts. Yeah. They're huge accounts. I saw somebody um it was an article the other day. I think it was a Charles Schwab investor cashed out out of their, um, their Charles Schwab stock, like $1.9 or something crazy. People, like a lot of times we think these are just regular mom and pop folks. These are institutions also moving their money. And where are you going to go to? When you're looking for safety, you're going to go to one of the big boys you're going to go to because, you know, we all heard the term too big to fail. Um, when they said too big to fail, they're not talking about like, you know, your little regional bank. And there's nothing wrong with that. I believe that the smaller banks have to exist because, they're the ones that give um, certain folks opportunities when the big banks won't. But when you're talking about safety, to in my opinion, people are going to run to the big bank for safety. And yeah. I think that's what's going on here. So that that I explains mean, that to me. Like, I mean, um, we, 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 we had a stat last year we were talking about, well, I think it was like BlackRock, J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs um, out of the, out of the uh, S&P 500. I think they own uh, – a, a giant stake in 96% of them. Yeah, it was like Black, it was BlackRock and it was three, it was BlackRock, Vanguard and somebody else. I know BlackRock and Vanguard are one and two and they go back and forth. It was either Goldman Sachs or J.P. Morgan but it's, 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 it's like it's, 90 State Street like 90. is another one. I don't think it's one of them. I think it's like State Street. But either way, either way there's a small, but go ahead. I, your point your point is, is taken. It's, that, the, it's the same thing. Like there's certain like those, those the ones that own all of those, they're not going anywhere. They're mm -hmm. not going anywhere. 
And and, and the reason why they're not going with if they go away, then then American lifestyle goes away. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like so, so you better hope saying, they don't go is, nowhere. What you're saying is they are in fact too big to fail. Oh yeah. Cause because exactly. my thing is they're they're fronting the money for all these companies. So if they go away, then a lot of what you consider the American dream goes away with them. So you gotta actually root for these weird ass companies, these big ass banks in a in a weird way, because if you don't, then you know what you know as the American lifestyle just goes goes up in smoke. That's why I always found banking to be like one of the more intriguing and more interesting like um like concepts, because you know, banking is an idea, not necessarily a place. But also when I look at it as a business, because everybody got to come see you like banks are damn near like the mafia. Like you got to come see me. Not damn near. <laughs> if you if no matter what kind of institution you run or try to scale, you got to go see the bank. That's why I laugh at a lot of my fellow real estate investors, the way they be talking like I'm like banking is where it's at. All you guys got to go see the bank. All you credit gurus, you got to go see the bank. If you're building a business that serves whatever it may be, it could be I'll go see the bank. Cheese pretzels, you got to go see the bank. You got, no matter what business you're in, eventually you got to go see the bank. You know, and now, you know, with cannabis coming along, there's rules that don't allow them to see that, but they've kind of like created their own ecosystem, which is, you know, bank, bank like. But you got to go, you got to go see them. Like, in order to take a business and scale, or not even scale, just to protect or get access to the system, the system that we call capitalism, you got to deal with banks. It's no way around it. Like, most people, um, I don't know the statistic, so I'm about to like do what we call a POMA statistic, and POMA stands pulled out of my you know what. So my POMA statistic are 99% of, and, and by the way, um, I'm really making this up. I don't know the numbers, but I would I would I would assume it's more than 90% of folks that buy property get a mortgage, go see a bank. Um, most folks aren't walking into a bank with straight cash. Straight cash, homie, as uh, Randy Moss says, you're going to go see the bank. So when it comes to acquiring assets for yourself individually. You got to go see the bank. When it comes to building a business, you got to go see the bank. You want to run a political campaign. Guess what you got to get? Resources and banking. Yep. It's no way around it. So I think it's interesting that the banks have went through this phase where people were really believing that they're in trouble. And now they're surging. Yeah, like regional banks. Yeah. But these big banks? No, broski. Like, and the thing is, there's, there's laws in place where the big banks have to actually report um, because Obama put rules in place in mm-hmm. 2008 after the banking collapse, 2009, actually. He put he put rules in place that says after, you know, if a bank is big enough, there are certain rules they had to follow mm-hmm. through the SEC and all the other filings, and they got to show that they have enough money on hand to, to do all of the things that they do. And so even though some of these smaller banks are exempt from that, these big boy banks not exempt from that. Yeah. And so those actually with the rules in place are some of the safest places to put your money because they're under heavy, the heaviest scrutiny of all the banks. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so not that they're safe places, but as far well, as I mean, people, people run to them for safety. But if you're, if you're looking at them in comparison to others, two to two other banks, it's actually not yeah. a bad decision is what you're saying. Yeah, because they're actually under the highest level of scrutiny mm-hmm. because they're because of the rules that were put in place. Dodd Frank is what is what um the is the, um, so huh? no, I said you talking about you said the Dodd Frank Act and um, yeah, 
And the thing is, though, this is also a time where people are running to gold, um, precious metals. And I do want to put out there, we created a precious metals course a couple years ago at this point. Um, it's still out there in the market. If you have no idea about precious metals, but it's something you want to learn based on what's happening now, um, I'll put the link in the description for, you know, the uh, precious metals uh, course. I'm also going to put the link for the article I just read. That's one thing someone hit me up about on our previous episode. Like, yo, you was talking statistics and stuff. You ain't put the article on. My bad. Promise you I got you this time. I'll put the link in that article for the article we're talking about right now in the description, as well as a link for our precious metals course, because precious metals is also surging. Gold was over two grand an ounce. When yes. we first dropped our course, I Gold think at that time. 1700 or something like this. 16, I believe, like 1600 16 something. Yeah. Yeah, per ounce when we dropped our course. Yeah. I remember that because it was above 15. So it was like 16. Yeah, man. Some change. It's, up, we our it's, course. A good, it's up 40%. <laughs> so yeah. if, if, you know, hey, I got I to gotta, I gotta make an ad about that one. Listen, you'd have copped our course and bought gold, you'd be up X percent at this point. But when we dropped that yeah, course, man. so I mean, the fact of the matter is that's also another safe haven. Um, and in that course, we get into all the various reasons why you want to buy physical and hold your own physical, not just buying a contract for it. So, cool. with this being said, though, um, and anything we say on this show, by the way, is for educational informational purposes only. We are not your financial advisors. We are not giving you financial advice. We are not your fiduciaries. But I want to ask you this last question before we uh, you know, move on. Um, what do you think about banks and, you know, personally as an investor and are, is it something that you're messing with right now? Uh, I've never messed with banks heavy. Mm -hmm. I have a business relationship with banks mm -hmm. and then I have, I, I really don't have really that many personal accounts with banks. I have a personal account with my bank. Um, so I have a personal account and a few business accounts, but no really that I don't really bang with banks like that. And well, only not, 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 not necessarily. I'm talking about from a banking standpoint. I'm talking about as an investor. Are you investing? Oh, in no, not. No, okay. I, I, I invest in mining companies. Like, so I I would rather invest in the mining companies. Mm -hmm. Um, I invest in banks roundabout because I invest in the S&P 500. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, that's where I get my exposure to banks. Um, I don't really... Like I don't buy a bank bank specifically or banking ETFs. Mm -hmm. I, um that's just not my cup of tea. Okay. No, I was just asking this. Ask. I mean, because not because they're not gonna be fruitful, because just what we just was talking about, banking, banking is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. But um because of the way I set up my portfolio, they don't pay enough in dividends to meet the requirements for my portfolio. So um because my portfolio is set up mostly as a income portfolio. So, so it's, interesting, it's interesting you say that because they tend to pay some of like the higher dividends the high, and, the safest, and the safest dividends too. But but let me say this though, because um, I used to be big on, um you know, banks and banking in terms of my portfolio. But over the last maybe half decade, I've been buying um, an ETF, which is VFH. And again, not investment advice. You can look it up. It's a Vanguard uh, financial. Um, and I've done pretty well with that. And in fact, when all this stuff happened with SVB, it shot down. I started buying, buying more and buying more um, because I want exposure to banking. I had a clip. I, I forgot whose podcast we were doing, but it's on our um, our Instagram page where I said, look, there's only two things I know for sure. You can put me in a coma when I come back in 20 years. Real estate's going to be worth more in the banks. The big banks somehow will be worth more. 
and I and I really mean I really mean that, right? Even if we move into this this metaverse crypto space, the banks will find a way. Nothing is happening without the banks. Yeah, yeah. So so with that being said, though, mm-hmm. I definitely love exposure to it. So and, so what I want to say about that is is that even in this cryptoverse, it's set up just like the current system. Mm-hmm. Which is why Bitcoin is so different than the yeah, rest of the coins. It is because it's literally set up exactly the same way as the other system is set up. Yeah, it's so just, which is why, these, yeah, there is just these these crypto these cryptos these new cryptos they're literally funded by the same people that the other companies are funded by. So, so it's set up exactly the same way. I'm not trying to get cussed out by the Ripple folks because they got mad at me on that Bitcoin episode we dropped. Um, because Ripple is a gang. But um, that's the reason why I don't mess with the most most things, because like if you're trying to get away from that system, why I do that? But so I want to have it both ways. I want to be able to make money no matter what happens. It's something. Uh, uh, what's it? Ray Dalio. He has this like all weather portfolio. I've been with the all weather portfolio because what he's saying is when I wake up every day, I'm going to make money. It don't matter what's happening because I buy assets and I buy different types of assets. So no matter what's happening in the world, I'm going to make money. Right. I'm going to make money if my goal goes up. I'm going to make money if I get dividends from stocks. I'm going to get money because my land is going to increase in value. It all comes from owning assets. So I kind of like um, like that approach. But what I like about banks, though, is um, and it's one of the reasons if you look at Berkshire's portfolio over the years, they've owned a ton of oh, banks. Yeah, they always they got a gang of banks in there. They, what they yeah. did. Yeah. He got rid of some of the banks. He got rid of. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, basically because he said they were scamming. Like you know, if you yeah, really said sick of them, he was just sick of them. Put it in uh in our colloquialisms. He said, "Yo, they were scamming." Like you know, so yeah, he was well, sick of them. But with that being said, though, um, give us your opinion. Though, let us know what you think about the banking industry. Do you think it's going anywhere? How do you think banking will change over the next several years? What do you think about the technologies, uh, technology companies in the banking system, such as like Cash App, Venmo? Um, you know, PayPal. Oh, speaking of that, the other one conspiracies about why boy got took out because he definitely got took out. Oh, uh, the boy from um, Cash App CEO, yeah. But that you can hear the story that really happened, it was a lover's quarrel, allegedly. Hey, listen, man, I'm I'm just saying, I'm just you know, there, there, there were some stories out there about how you know, my man got. Yo, those stories only happen based upon the fact that he worked at Cash App. From what I hear, and again, again, this is just what I've read online. He was stabbed by someone. He was out and having an argument with 2 a.m. And him and another dude was in the car. They had some sort of argument. He got out of the car. Dude pulled the car over, followed him, and stabbed him. So they were saying that, you know, um, it was <laughs> it was domestic. It wasn't all. I mean, half of the people that say that, too, are the same people that said, like, you know, uh, 5, 5G caused COVID, too, right? <laughs> Don't think, don't think I forgot about y'all because I, I remember y'all. I remember all the 5G stuff too. I remember y'all. So y'all the yo, same. Yo, that's absolutely hilarious, bro. Yeah, all y'all, all y'all 5G caused this. Like, where y'all at now? I ain't seen that in a while, but y'all was out here on my timeline with that 5G. Well, listen, stuff. man, I listen to the tenfold hat people because they be right. Oh, I love it. Man. I love conspiracy theories. I think they make the world interesting, but some of them just go too far. And that's yeah, the some issue. of it just senseless. Yeah. But what I was saying is um, and I'm, I'm asking this question not just to you, Corb, but for anybody listening um, to the audio or watching the video, what do you think about, um, you know, in the future, how will these technology companies affect banking? Like SoFi is another one. Um, it's, a num- it's a number of them in the uh, fintech the space. Square, mm-hmm. um, SoFi. Uh, the whole fintech space. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. I mean, they're going to have an effect. This is just what effect. I, Visa was linking up with uh, Visa's linking up with the banks now, so we gotta, you know, well, look at that. To me, what's interesting to me is Google and Apple's approach to this because they're moving in those those pockets slowly but surely, and it's getting to the point where I don't even they're becoming their own bank. Yeah, like so. Apple has the uh, affiliation with Goldman Sachs for the card, and um. And they're actually making more money off transactions in Goldman Sachs. They set that up real nasty. Like so, Apple was into that space. You're able to send money, um, Apple Pay to Apple Pay to people. You can pay with your phone. Like Google has Google Wallet, and they're doing their own thing. So that's what I'm watching in that fintech space to see how they jump in and what they do. They I got mean, all the data. They got all the data. Yeah. So so I mean, they they they're competing, right? Because at first it was just Square and uh. SoFi, and then the banks got involved. Well, Venmo, Cash App, it was a number of them, but I'm just saying, but they weren't, all, you know, they weren't all on the same. PayPal, you know what I mean? Like, they all yeah, were, yeah. you know, and then it just got competitive because the banks was like, we losing too much money to transaction, and then they started Zelle and Venmo, you know what I mean, as a response to Cash App and, and PayPal and all of those services. You know what I mean? And so um, you know, basically what they're doing is creating nodes. You know what I mean? Like, basically what they want to do is onboard people and create nodes. But here's you know the thing. I mean? What I recognize as a consumer, right, um, as much as I love Bitcoin and, and, and anything decentralized, I realize that most people don't care about decentralization. At all. In fact, I feel most people want things centralized because of ease of use. And what I mean by that is this. There are several applications I would use back in the day to do certain things. But once, um, and I use both, um, you know, I got a iPhone 14 and a Galaxy S23 uh, Ultra. Once Samsung or Apple put that feature into their operating system, I erased the app because I don't need it no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, because now they already baked it into their system. So a lot of times it's easy to use when you put things. So if I use an app to do whatever it may be, but then Apple puts it into like, now you have the Apple version. You know, it's going to work better with your iPhone. It's going to work better with your iPad. 100%. Need this third party app, even though they're a separate company over here. People like centralization. So I bring all that up to say, if I can do all my banking on my iPhone, right? The same place that I'm already on here 24 seven on socials. I'm already paying with this. I'm taking pictures with this, so I don't need a, I don't need a camera anymore. But if I can move my banking to that thing, I think that's what that's what I'm looking at to see how they'll move in that space because we love to have things centralized. Everything can be done with this one device. I don't want to have 15 devices or 15 accounts. Imagine me having an Apple account. I mean, it's it's kind of scary when you think about it. It's almost like one of those um those uh movies where you got the big giant corporation that has all the information. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's Skynet, bro. It's, yeah right but but from a from a consumer standpoint it's ease of use and you know so not to get to let's talk about tinfoil hat off though and get back to biz right so the bottom line is this though everybody <laughs> watching leave us some feedback let us know what you think about banking um give us your perspective on the big banks are, are are flourishing right now as we um you know who knows what'll happen in the next couple of days because things go crazy in this world we're in it's 2023 nothing should, should shock anybody but give us some feedback let us know what you think um, you know, hit us up on all the socials. We're at by the hood. And um, you know, I just want to say we appreciate all the support. Corey, any last words? Yeah, man. Just you know, be careful, show love to the people who show love to you. You know what I mean? Don't be out here, you know, doing doing the most 
do the do the do the very do the very most with the people that do the very most with you. That's all. Absolutely, you know I mean? stay safe out there, y'all. And as we always say, it's not about how much money you make; it's about how much you keep. Game elevates. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Bye.